guest. Welcome to Black Spaces. And this is Black Spaces Fan View. Now, in Black Spaces, we give you sci-fi and fantasy from Black SGL perspectives. Many other shows will critique blockbuster and indie sci-fi and fantasy films and TV series. But here at Black Spaces, we give you that unique critique about all things sci-fi. This is Todd, and joining me for the first inaugural <laughs> grand premiere, universal, beautifully, uh, I, I'm so, you can see I'm excited. <laughs> first fan view show. It's our first number one majestic universal super sci-fi fan, Toya. Thank you, Toya, for joining me. How are you doing? Thank today? you. I'm well. <laughs> Thank you for the opportunity. Okay. Well, great. Well, great, great, great. So, uh, Toya, I, I, I really do appreciate you um, uh, coming, you know, being on board for doing this, but then also being active on our uh, Black Spaces page. And I'll give a plug to that in, in, in a moment. But before I do that, let me just ask you a question. Uh, as an intro to to uh, yourself to between you as a super fan and all the other super fans, why do you love sci-fi? What is it about sci-fi, uh, and I can say sci-fi and fantasy that you find fascinating? What 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 interests you about it? I like the tweaking of the reality that we know. I think that what makes sci-fi successful and what intrigues me is that it takes what we know to be reality and jumps off into so many different directions. It's not anything that's too far-fetched. I think that is the universal what could be, what if, or how about this? Mm, and okay. it's just so many different avenues that the mind is allowed to imagine that the things that we take for granted, things that we see as just being run the mill can be so fantastic, can be different yet still relatable. Okay. So I, I okay. love the idea of that. I, I, I agree. And I second your motion about that, uh, that, you know, sci-fi just sort of, um, Octavia Butler, who I know you are more than familiar mm. with, uh, yeah. just talked about the fact that there are, are really no boundaries. There are some boundaries in sci-fi, but you mm -hmm. don't necessarily have to have boundaries in sci-fi. And particularly when you're talking about Black imaginations and Black futures, mm. You know, often mm -hmm. black author, authors, writers, screenplay folk are, are mixing and matching between the natural and the supernatural, between the speculative and the sci-fi. So there's a mm -hmm. lot of ways in which black imagination, but imagination overall and black imagination in particular, uh, right. can just go anywhere, not, not kind of bound by limitations. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So, all right. So I just want to tell the fans that uh, in terms of the black spaces, all Black Spaces show, but particularly the FanView show, you can catch us on our Facebook group page, um, um, the Black Spaces show, uh, and we're, we broadcast uh, by Facebook Live. You can also catch us on a, our YouTube channel and our Spotify podcast, and you can get complete information on where to find information about our shows at our website, uh, www.blackspacesshows.com. That's www blackspacesshows.com. Please uh, uh, subscribe and like, hit uh, and like us or share and like us because we love you. Now, today we're going to talk about uh, one of Toya's fave shows. 
And mm -hmm. that's what fa fan views are about is I'm interviewing the super fans about what they watch. Uh, and Toya has picked the intriguing series, The Watchmen. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so uh, if depending on where you are watching uh, various fans, feel free to uh, post your comments, uh, you know, uh, given whatever venue you're using, but you can also reach us on our email, which is blackspaces2001 at gmail.com. That's blackspaces2001 at gmail.com. Okay, so now, Toya, I know that this version of the Watchmen is at least the third version. Mm -hmm. First, you have the graphic novel, then you had the movie, and now mm -hmm. you have this. You had this HBO series, right? If you were going to kind of do the elevator version of the central premise of the Watchmen, what what would you say if you had you know that thirty or however many seconds to get to the uh, whatever floor? Uh, you know, wh what is it about the Watchmen that is, you say, is the sort of the basic premise of the show? Well, I think with this show, it still takes the gem of the idea of the original comic and graphic novel movie that Dr. Manhattan was this created superhero that was basically a nuclear deterrent. Mm -hmm. And because of Dr. Manhattan, we, as the United States, were able to win the Vietnam War and it rewrite history in a different way. Like Nixon was elected to like multiple terms, but there's still in the original movie and the graphic novel, there was still that race between the Soviet Union and the United States, there was still that tension. But what makes Watchmen series so different is that even with the idea that there's just so much fantastic stuff that happened, racism is still prevalent. I think mm -hmm. what really drew me in was the fact that the movie or the series opens with the Tulsa riots. Right. Um, and that in itself is horrific, but right. it's reality. Right. You know, I mean, I think that we always talk about science fiction as being unbelievable events. But the fact that they opened up with such a poignant piece of history that is real. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact that the show is basically about a nuclear bomb right. as it was in a blue man's form, but we open it up with the fact that U.S. citizens were bombed in the streets of their city right. by fellow citizens. That's right. You know, That's right. it is, Watchmen basically takes the idea that no matter how you can imagine a reality, mm -hmm. there's still the stigma and the just horrific nature of racism that mm -hmm. permeates, mm -hmm. but it's still intriguing. And so that's what got me to mean that you can be a superhero, but you can also be racially discriminated against. Yeah, and, and I find that one of the really intriguing things is uh, that uh, of, of what they did with the character or, or the superhero of Hooded Justice, right? Mm -hmm. So, so you, so I'm not. Let me be clear that there's times in which I'm familiar with the source material, but I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not as familiar with the Watchmen's uh, source material. Just, okay. just based on what little research I've done. But, okay. but, but as I understand it, the show takes a sort of interesting, but but very important, um, or makes it, it as you say, it kind of roots the story in race and racism, mm -hmm. or, or or the the, the ongoing. The, the ongoing 
um, issues of race and racism and the war that 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 race, racism, and white supremacy sort of wage on humanity, particularly mm -hmm. black or people of color, it, it it roots it in that reality. And so the the hooded justice figure is not just a, an individual with a hood with a noose around their neck, mm -hmm. but is the story of Bill, right? Or right. If, if the character Bill or, or old Bill is, is, as he's known, mm -hmm. the Lewis Gossett um, character. So. Mm -hmm. So, so what did you find? Was that was that sort of a surprise when you were kind of walking through the this series? I mean, what 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 were some of those? Was was that an interesting twist to you, or or what do you think about that notion that the hooded that is really sort of is also making this commentary mm -hmm. as the original um, uh, graphic novels on on well, if you are if you are doling out justice by way of being in a uh, a uh, by having a mask mm -hmm. or a hood, or as is said in in the very last episode, that how can how can you bring about justice if justice is completely blind? Or right. as the quote goes, you can't heal under a mask. You can't mm -hmm. you can't your you know, wounds have to need air. So so mm -hmm. I don't know all of those. That's a lot. Pardon me, <laughs> but well, but what what do you think of that whole bill? storyline and that notion of, of hooded justice. I liked it and I think having seen the original movie and it was funny because I went back and went and looked at the original movie, there is a scene in the movie where there is um a skirmish or sexual assault skirmishes to life. It was a sexual assault. Okay. Um between two other characters and hooded justice because we don't know who's behind the mask. But it justice stepped in to interrupt this woman being sexually assaulted. Okay. And in this scenario, he was really seen as being a person to be looked up to because mm -hmm. you have these heroes, supposed to be heroes, and they're raping or being just drunkards or just being outlandish. And here's this character that's willing to say, no, this isn't right. And then when we see in the series why he was hooded at justice. Right. And the irony is that he's hooded at justice is because he was in the middle of being lynched right. by his fellow police officers. Right. And they had put a hood over his head and they had the noose around his neck. Somehow he managed to escape, but he still had the hood and the noose, but he interrupted the crime in progress because even in the midst of being killed, He's still a police officer, the first black police officer. Yeah, and so he still retained mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was a little bit of a thrill because so many times we as African-Americans, we're the ones stepping up to do the right thing and we don't get the recognition for it. Right. Or right. we end up being put in a position to lead us to be injured or killed. And so the fact that we see the backstory of why hooded justice was hooded justice, and while he's able to walk into a store, and everyone is not going to call it fear because this is a hero, as opposed to if he walked in the store in his policeman's uniform with his regular black face, everyone would have a problem. Right. I love the fact that the Watchmen series it takes that idea of what we should fear. Mm -hmm. and what we should celebrate in terms of on his ear and then sort of skipping ahead the fact that we then have a life or situation where police 
are not able to show their faces mm -hmm. because they had to be protected from the public. Right. Now, people from Hooded Justice being Hooded Justice because he's a vigilante to the cops that's supposed to be the quote, quote, good guys or good girls as it would be, having to mask themselves mm -hmm. in order to be efficient because if they knew, if the neighbors knew who the police officers, then it would be a problem. Right. So right. I, I like that right. <laughs> law and order being the prevailing thing, it's still no order in the people, the person of color. Yeah, and, 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 it, and to me, it's intriguing that the for all of this discussion about the Cold War, about the nuclear war threat, about, you know, li literally individuals uh, having godlike powers to kind of avert the nuclear crisis, mm -hmm. the crisis of racism and white supremacy exactly. uh, are at, still at the heart of the downfall or the perspective downfall of the United mm -hmm. States, you know, the the um, what's the group, the, the, the Cyclops uh, mm -hmm. sort of syndicate uh, and, mm -hmm. and the ways in which uh, to the very end of the story, mm -hmm. uh, you, you have the, 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 the threat that uh, sort of, uh, you know, the, you know, white fragility, white mm -hmm. privilege being wounded and feeling that, that, that there's a liberal state that is going to undermine them is why they want to, you know, get these godlike powers from Mr. Manhattan and and right. use use it to reassume the world, the, the order of things, the racial order of things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that that you know, my, yeah, that that's fascinating. What what do you think of of, of Regina uh, King's character? And as I, I I have talked about how, uh, whenever I see Regina King doing anything, even if I don't particularly love the role I love with Gina mm -hmm. King as well. You know, she's just a fabulous, fabulous uh, actor. Right. What do you think in terms of, what are your thoughts about the, 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 her character in this series? Because she really is sort of the main protagonist. And mm -hmm. As I, as I, I would say that there is no story without her story. So, so, so what, 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 what are your thoughts about um, her and, 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 and what she represents in this story? I love the narrative that we, in a sense, we get to know her as Sister Knight yeah. before we get to know her as Angela Arthur. Yes. And she's a police officer who is just, you know, kicks ass and takes no names. Yep. You know, she yep. has not either the time, no destination, and hear your backstory, she's on a mission. And then we get into it, we get into why she's Sister Knight. We get into the fact that she was born in what was the unified Vietnam and that she saw her parents get killed. And the reason why she became a police officer is because she encountered a female police officer, a female or Vietnamese female police officer that basically said, we're gonna get the person that did this. And even though that that police officer didn't move out of justice, right. you know, without the sake of, of you know, law and order trial, it, it still empowered her. And I like the fact that we were able to see her be a mother um, to the two children that she took into her home. Right. Um, we were able to see her be a wife to her husband, which I love the backstory who her husband. Yeah, that was quite a love story. Yeah. You know, and we got to see her be a police officer. We got to see her be a friend. Right. Um, her encounter with the persons in her community. Mm -hmm. um, I love the scene where she went to her um, adopted son's classroom and 
had to have the conversation with him when someone made a racist comment about her moon, her moon, her moon, her moon cakes. Yes. Like she got the Newman money. Because yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Red Robert Red Redford. Robert Redford is the president. He's giving out Redford money. So, right. you know, as opposed right. to reparations, they're like, oh, that's the only reason a black woman can have something because she got reparations. Like, reparations. You know, that's right. You know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I love the fact that she allowed the viewers so many different avenues. You know, when she's out there, Sister Knight kicking ass, we can identify with her. Right. When she's, you know, meeting her to be husband. And she's having that, you know, it was that same where we didn't see him. We saw her and we saw her just face probably the emotions as she realized who she's talking to. Right. And then we realized that, okay, this is like a love story, you know, and then we have the scene where they partner together to make the decision that she basically would have to keep his secret right. until it's time for it to be revealed in order to protect themselves as a couple and also protect him, you know, and then she had to make that decision, right? You know, to to re- unleash Doctor Manhattan again, right? Um, mm-hmm. how she struggled with that because this is her husband, and this is something that she understands why. You know, and I, I like the fact that even in this world, there's still the capacity for a black woman to be sensitive mm-hmm. and to marry the dichotomy that I can be law and order, but I can also be fair. I can be vengeful. Right. You know, because she she does ventral very well. You know, she was very good. <laughs> That's right. Uh-huh. She can also be accommodating. She can right. also be sensitive. She can also feel pain, you know. Right. And I love that because, you know, I was talking to my partner, having seen the original movie where there was not a single Black face in that original movie. It was set in New York City. Right. <laughs> I mean, I there was a black person yeah. in this whole movie who was like in the original, he was like a psychiatrist at the prison. Right. One black person that's right. in the whole New York City right. in the 80s. No, that's not real. No, hello. And so I like the fact that even with this storyline, she was able to bring the viewers in right. and have her identify with her. So yeah. I'm like you. Anything she's in is just phenomenal. <laughs> I really like the fact that she went in a different direction. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, and to to me, the uh, it was I think it was episode six where she literally is taking on. She takes this nostalgia pills, and mm. she then begins to understand the 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 the, the pain uh, that Bill or her grandfather mm. endured, mm-hmm. where his pain. Um, you know, I don't want to say that that he handed her that pain down, but she understands right. now her connection to that story of Tulsa, you know, mm-hmm. of the Tulsa of the you know the the, the Tulsa massacre, mm-hmm. uh, and in and in what ways, even though he moved away to Tulsa to New York City to become a police officer, that didn't heal it. You know that 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 right. just took him to the, the to another. Uh, a center of white supremacy, <laughs> you know, but very mm-hmm. much in the police. And and to me, it was kind of intriguing because I suspect that audiences watching this series in 2019 and then maybe folk watching in 2020, if you begin, you're like, 
okay, the police are, seem to be kind of good guys, at, at least initially, because mm -hmm. the police are the police are such good guys that they have to hide their faces from the white supremacists. Mm -hmm. but, but then you begin to unpack the story with Crawford, and you begin to say, "Oh, okay." And like, now Bill couldn't have killed Crawford. He's a man in a wheelchair. I, I, what mm -hmm. I love is the story was so darn consistent that mm -hmm. they haven't, we haven't forgot that point back seven episodes ago. Ago, we're gonna tell you, we're gonna tie that in. You know, right. not, just keep remembering. And in fact. If you watch episode one and nine, you can you can see see where one and nine connect together. You know, mm -hmm. but they, they you know they just you know this 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 um you know you know created a fairly consistent story in that regard. But but again, to that point with regards to Regina, I I really uh, uh, or um with Sister Knight, um uh the the character's name was Abar. What's her what was her first name? Uh, Angela. 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 Angela Abar. <laughs> Um, they had a play on it. One episode was a God walks into a bar, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was just Manhattan. But yeah, I I I, I, I like that. It, it's almost the it's sort of a metaphorical reference to the legacy of understanding black pain, right? mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. she literally took on the pain of her grandfather, and 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 understood. You know, by the end, she still was probably a little upset with him, but mm -hmm. she understood him more, right? And so, sure. you know, and, and that in some ways, it's sort of um, the ways in which African-American women have been, been crucial to the narrative of the pe of us as a people anyway, right? Black women I agree. the story, which mm -hmm. <laughs> says, says uh, things about uh, there is no literature without, uh, and <laughs> certainly no Black literature without Black women, right? <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> So, so from your from your standpoint, Toya, what did they really get right, and what could they have done better? Is there anything that they could have, you know, you, you know, what do you like most? And then, is there are there any is there anything that you think they could have done better, or, or is that hard to think? think I think just realizing it was such a big bite. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I was reading reviews from. The fact that when you start out with Alpha Massacre, you have to show and prove. You can't have stuff. When you have source material that has had such an avid following, right. but you're tweaking it in such a, a different way yes. to tell a completely different story. Right. Um, I think that was a heavy lift. Okay. I think that everyone did what they had to do. Um, yeah. I really like the fact that they explored full face on the narrative of intergenerational trauma. Yes. The fact that even though she didn't know the story or what happened, she still carried that okay. um, in her body because right. that's what happens. Even if we don't know the story, we still have it we carry it around with her. Right. Um, I think they could have done more to really talk about the I the, the white co-signing of how the senator was able to get to that power position. I see. Without anyone checking him. Senator King. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh -huh. I, I think that they could have been more I mean you can't have everything at one time. But I think that was something I would want to see more. I mean, I love the reckoning. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. You know, I, right. I love the way that they gathered them together at the very end. Right. And the fact that it came at the hands of a woman of color right. made it even better. True. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I, I, I think that overall it was a very good show. I think that it was very respectful of the source material. I like the way it went into a different direction. Okay. Um, I like the way that it ended, you know, because it's that whole is she or isn't she? Um, even though the director said she is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so we, we knew she walked across that water. She we is. <laughs> yeah, she is. You know, the fact that she's standing in front of the clock. That's right. She's, she's right. She is. Right. So I, I liked it. Like, you know, kudos all around. Um, I really enjoy, I think it was really good. Um, I love the high marks that they get to incorporating characters that were familiar to those that had seen the original movie and read the graphic novel. I love the way that they introduced new characters. Um, I love the interplay the characters had with each other. I'm a big fan of Tim Blake Nelson, so I like his character. Yeah. Um, with the human lie detector, I like that. I like <laughs> his backstory. Uh-huh. You know, and I, and I like the fact that um, he and Regina work so well together. Even though you could tell the background, they mm-hmm. came from such distinctive background, but they still have the ability to work together. So I like that component. I like okay. the fact that even though Regina was the lead, still were allowed to see her through the eyes of others and through her interaction with others. I, I like that because so many times women, particularly Black women, we don't get a chance to really be defined um, solely on our own. We always have to be defined by interactions with other people. So I like the fact that we're allowed to see her not only by her own actions, but also her interactions with other characters. So I really like it, it it was interesting to me that they began to under, explore, um, you know, Bill's desires as um, as a gay man, or at least you know, um, you know that he had these desires mm-hmm. in the context of this marriage. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I guess the the, the the so I had a conversation with uh, with uh, with Vince and and Ulysses and Milton about sort of the portrayals of black love. And mm. uh, I think that this show demonstrates that, you know, in some ways there are, um, there are godlike powers in black love, mm. uh, you, know, um, you know, in a metaphorical sense. But, but to me, I guess sometimes I struggle with the portrayals of, of black LGBTQ folks, of, of, you know, of black gay men, of black uh, lesbian women, of non-binary folk, I mean, that, I, I still think that, you know, I, actually, I think it was true to form in the sense that it was really kind of, it was just about homosexual desire. It wasn't about mm-hmm. love. It mm-hmm. wasn't because it was proven that was the Captain Metropolis was just using him. Mm-hmm. He was just a prop. Um, mm-hmm. And so, but, but there's times in which I kind of wish like, it'd be intriguing to see a little bit more, even in the science fiction context mm-hmm. of, of p- portrayals that are powerful in the sense of same gender loving. And mm-hmm. so, and I'm not saying that they're not there, it's just they don't readily come to mind all the time. <laughs> so, That's true, that's true. You know, and so to, to me, I don't, I, I don't even say, I don't want to say it's a critique because I like, well, it wasn't really about love, it was just about desire. 
uh, just about sex, but at the same time, I'm like, mm, I don't know if that's a missed opportunity. It'd be nice if there was a second season and there won't be, <laughs> but if there's a second season to kind of explore that aspect, because other than that, I think they kind of just dropped that story of Bill's life. They so did. Like, it, it happened, did. it was there, but that was it, as opposed right. to, it had been intriguing for Bill to, to talk about that at any other point in his yeah, life. That's not that, mm -hmm. you know, not that that doesn't happen, but you, the folk have these desires and then they push them way in the closet and that's, right. you know, but it, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be intriguing to, to, to explore that more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so, so, uh, so, so, so Toria is our super fan of the Watchmen. Um, from uh, we, we we have a, a a custom here on Black Spaces of asking for for a rating. So let's say ten is outstanding, brilliant, beautiful. One is don't waste your money. <laughs> <laughs> Between one and ten, ten being on the high end, what what do you give the Watchmen series? I will give it a good solid eight. Hey, okay, okay, okay. So I was very impressed. I wasn't blown away. I didn't fall out on my chair. Okay. Um, hey. I did like you know, I like I'm a clapper, so I, I did clap a couple of times, and it's really hit hard. So I would be solid. Solid eight. Okay. Good. 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 All right. Well, then, um, and I'm glad I, I'll I'll concede to the to the to the fans out there that. Toya got me to 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 go back and do something I was intending to do anyway because I'd watched the two first two episodes, and but see Toya, I gotta be I've gotta be real. I'm not a huge violence fan. Oh yeah. Sometimes yeah. violence like uh, too much, too mm -hmm. much. And after you know after Crawford was hanging in that tree, I'm like uh, I think I need something like right. that. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but then when I'm I went back, you know when I went back, I'm like no okay it was it's violence with a purpose it's not mm -hmm. just you know gratuitous violence so so no it's it's a fabulous show adrian was uh, i would just say as a as a passing comment adrian was quirky as hell <laughs> oh yeah been, been crazy ooh, yes ooh. i mean in that whole storyline with the clones and that yeah mm, yeah <laughs> that was i mean because it was it's because it, it built up like oh this is what you're doing with your time like Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, literally spelling out uh yes. bodies. Okay. Go 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 back and watch the series if y'all haven't seen it to know what we're talking about. Um okay, so Toya, we're at that point that you have uh provided the fans with 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 your insights and your brilliance. So what can yes. the fans do for you? What do you what do you want to plug uh and let people know about? What what's 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 something you want to plug before we well, I am a writer. Um, ah. I primarily write Southern fiction, ah. but every so often I do a little double dabble into ah. writing speculative fiction. Ah. And I was very honored to be part of a collective of Black from the Future, mm -hmm. which is an anthology collection of Black speculative fiction by women of color who identify as same gender loving. It is published by BLF Press, which is a press of Black lesbians. And we have stories from myself. We have stories from Bill Gomez, who, you know, goddess when it comes to vampire literature. Yes. Um, we have stories about M. Shelley Connor, who has written Every Man, which is a book that came out. And also a couple of other 
short stories that deals with the spectacular when it comes to fiction. So I would say it's getting the longer nights, colder <laughs> weather, looking for something to curl up. That's right. I would support Black women writers. Out, so yeah. out, this is on Amazon.com as well as BLF Press. Okay, so Black from the Future. Y'all got to get yes. y'all's copy, but don't get your copy before you get buy get my copy. Cause yes. uh, you know, the, sh the shippings are kind of off. So I don't want you to hit the like until I hit like. <laughs> I want my copy first. Uh, Toya, we might, we need to get, get you back in here just on, on that volume. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh, all right. Uh, uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll share that uh, and then we will quit that um that uh, i'm just i wrote an ar uh, article not long ago with two colleagues on uh comparing octavia butler and and earthsea the earthsea books to mm. um the character of ben cisco on star trek d space mine uh nice. and, and our discussion we called it uh we're calling it uh octavia and and Bri and a uh, avery brooks's afrofuturist prescience Yes, I, I gotta. I gotta let you check that out. You tell me what you think. Yes. <laughs> and Rod, that. check out what you got. What what, what the, that wonderful volume that that uh, y'all have published. That that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Uh, kudos, kudos, my sisters. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Okay. So um, thank you so very much, Toya, for for kicking us thank off you. with this absolutely great uh, inaugural edition of Fan View. Uh, I want to invite other fans. Uh, you can't be the inaugural because, uh, you know, Toya Kitty, you just, you know, she set that up bar very high now, you know, but don't, don't come half, I'm, I'm kidding, but she, but she set a high bar. And, and, and so th this has been just great. This absolutely great. Um, and so folks, I want to, again, thank you for joining us. Thank, thank you, Latoya. For, uh, thank you, Toya, for joining us. Yeah. Again, you can catch Black Spaces on www blackspacesshow.com uh, and you'll have all the links including this link to the fan views now um but um please please uh subscribe um please like like and share and like us because we love you uh and we will catch you on the backhand side in the blackhand side and in the yes. future thank you much <laughs>